You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Tuesday. We're back. Uh, yeah, out of, out of sorts and all. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Apologies for no Monday. I might be slightly intermittent for the next year and there. I have a family emergency that I'm dealing with. I will be out of town next week for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but hopefully uh, I'll pre-record some stuff if I can do that. But uh, yeah, got some family stuff that we're going to disrupt some things here and there potentially. Not necessarily, but potentially. Uh, but anyway, now that we've gotten the house cleaning out of the way, uh, do want to get into the fact that uh, we're going to talk a lot about Jim Harbaugh today. We're was planning on talking about the Michigan State game. Not really going to go that way now, is it? <laughs> so Michigan is playing Nebraska tonight. Uh, I probably won't be there, to be honest. Uh, but uh, certainly I'll be watching. Uh, but uh, in that case, we will certainly talk about that unless other things are going on. Could obviously touch on the Tom Brady retiring thing, but and that that probably will be at the end. We'll probably touch on that, but nonetheless, uh, the big news obviously is Jim Harbaugh on National Signing Day heading to Minneapolis to interview for the Vikings job, and uh, now it, it seems very evident that he will take an NFL job if offered. But that's the big thing if offered. Now. I still wouldn't put any credence or listen to anyone who says, I knew this the whole time. Listen, y'all, you didn't know anything. <laughs> you know, you're, if, if you're, if, if anyone out there that is, that is sitting, been out there saying, Hey, I knew exactly what was going on this whole time. Told you whatever. Those, those people are the same people that when it, the clock strikes midnight is like, I told you it was going to turn 12, you know? Uh, but uh, because no one really knows anything. John U. Bacon is the first person to tell you that. He tells you that every single day. He says nobody knows anything. And yet, anyway, I digress. Uh, so clearly that's the, the issue now because Jim had been telling everybody, telling recruits, telling players, there's nothing to worry about. I'm, you know, there's, I'm coming back. It is what it is. Whether this has been a subterfuge of sorts in the sense of him purposely misguiding until something potentially feasible came along or if things changed some people say hey he you know the contract he still didn't like it other people say you know what he's fine Michigan met all the terms everything's great we won't really know and different people who are in the know are giving you different Things they're telling you different things, uh, as far as that, as as far as as much as someone can be in the know. Like I trust uh, now, like I don't read Sam Webb, but uh, you know I I would trust that he has a very <laughs> that he's one of the few people that would be in the know. Chris Ballas, I 100% trust. Uh, I I do read Chris and the things that he says. Uh, obviously, my mentor Steve, but I don't think he's been commenting on any of this really. Uh, John U. Bacon. And Angelique, those are the only people that I would really say, like, if they say something, I mean, you still have to keep in mind that Jim is kind of back and forth and he's his own deal. 
Uh, but uh, if they say something, take it with take it with some gravitas. Anyone outside of that, uh, I I would kind of demure. Uh, last cycle, I can say with a pretty good certainty that I had as close to an inside track. When I say last cycle, I mean last year. This time last year ish, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I do not uh, have not been utilizing that because partially. It seemed like it was going to be, to me, I did not think that we'd be potentially covering a coaching search. Despite everything that was going on, you, you, just with all the noise of like Jim to the NFL, all of that kind of stuff. I really honestly, in my heart of hearts, especially with his, maybe I took too much credence like I tend to on press conference stuff, but the, this is the beginning. It, it just seemed like, okay, yeah, he beat Ohio State, won the Big Ten. Is it, do it doing it, once out of seven tries is kind of a flash in the pan to me. It doesn't feel like, well, mission accomplished. Maybe it is in that moment, but, I mean, Michigan's not ahead of Ohio State now, you know? It, it beat Ohio State, but I, I would say it's it's a struggle to go down into Columbus and to get that win, regardless if he comes back, regardless if, if everybody came back. If you ran back the entire defense, the entire offense, like say, say every single person, Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, Josh Ross, Vincent Gray, you know, Hassan Haskins, every single one of those guys came back. I, I still don't, I don't think it's like, well, yeah, of course they're going to beat Ohio State in Columbus. It's a different animal going down on, on the road and doing it there. So, it, to me, like this mission accomplished, especially because now you, it's, you got a whole recruiting class, you've got all this different stuff. It's, it's kind of bizarre to me. I understand. He really wants a Super Bowl. But at the moment, he's also leaving potential. I mean, whether he comes back or whatever, he's hanging his alma mater out to drive at the moment. Because to me, it's embarrassing. I understand it's his dream. And I'm not trying to take away from his dream. But right now, he's compromising Michigan on the recruiting trail. And the fact that Michigan, if he does leave, un unless there is a contingency plan that has been discussed between him and Ward and there's... They already have their choice, and it's someone internal, and it's all of that type of stuff. He's leaving Michigan out to dry a bit, given the timing. And I understand the NFL cycle is the cycle. Nothing you can really do about that. But just it's, it's not great. So Chris Ballas says that uh, people inside Schumbeckler Hall get the impression that he is leaving after long feeling that he was staying. Angelique Shangelis uh, wrote a story about Will, Will Johnson and how his father, Dion Johnson, uh, was told by Will that uh, they asked Harbaugh about uh, his status, and he said he's going to uh, try his hand at the NFL. If he gets offered, he will take it. So I, that's the big question that remains. Will he be offered? It's still a big one because if it's not the Minnesota Vikings – then do the Dolphins get involved? You're starting to have less and less vacancies. I mean, you still got the Saints out there, but it just doesn't seem like he has that hotness around him that he did before. And, yeah, Michigan will take him back, but if you're Michigan, do you really want to try to sign him to a, this big contract again, knowing that you're going to go through the same exact thing now every year? So I have more on that idea, the every year thing. Uh, so we're going to continue on with that idea momentarily. But before we do, hey, Lockdown Wolverines listeners, 
found an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a year in cash back. And guess what? There's no catch. The cashback is added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, and e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cashback on your first tank. That is promo code SCORE. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, continuing on with this Jim Harbaugh drama, dilemma, blah, blah, blah. Here's where, I mean, my issue is that he's hanging Michigan and the, the program out to dry. And it, I, I understand, you know, you, he gets the right to follow his dreams, but I do kind of harken back as much as I say, like, kill the Beauchamp-Beckler-isms to some degree. Uh, no, ma- no man is more important than the team, right? If this was going to be his... If he was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to the NFL that we're doing it. He should, I, I know it sounds ridiculous to say, I still think that like, if no man is more important than the team, considering you're giving Michigan a disadvantage by pushing, pushing everything out till February ish. I think then you should have just resigned or, you know, quietly said Ward look for something. I understand that sounds ridiculous. And, you know, a lot of people will say, hey, you know, how many times have you been out there as I'm not saying me, but just people in general uh, look looking for a different job opportunity while you have your own job. Okay, I understand. But this is this is Michigan, right? This isn't working for a CVS or I mean, heck, I mean, it wouldn't even be the same as me, you know, me with USA Today and and or any other outlet. Right. Um. I don't know. It sits wrong. It doesn't sit well with me, right? It just doesn't. That he's put the school at such a disadvantage, and he can sit there and say this is just the beginning, but it's it's gonna have bad repercussions if they don't somehow get a home run higher. And the the issue is, it just doesn't seem like didn't really seem like the football coaching pool out there was that great to begin with. You know, it doesn't seem like it's there's like the new hotness. There's really one guy, and that's Luke Fickle. Uh, I guess you could put Dave Aranda in there as well. Um, I mean, he's obviously done a fantastic job, but it's this isn't one of those cycles where it's like, well, that guy over there, uh, unless you pry away Lincoln Riley, and even then, Lincoln Riley was kind of on the downswing a little bit. It doesn't really seem like there's that that must get guy 
coming from like the group of five, like Matt Rule was, for instance, who obviously could be a candidate for Michigan. Uh, so I just don't like that he puts Michigan at a disadvantage uh, with all of this. The The issues that I have are just kind of like, and this is what I was talking about coming out into the break. For a guy that sits there, was sitting there saying, this is the beginning. This, you know, all this, he said it after the Ohio State game. He said it after the Georgia game. Like, okay, that's one thing. But the, he he's, was out there for years complaining about the NFL interest being put out there, right? He's like, I'm not interested. Listen, I am not interested. And I understand we all knew when he got hired that he'd probably be interested in going back to the NFL. But you can't sit there and decry rival factions as being the reason why these things were happening before when ultimately that's what's happening now. You know? That's you, you can't that but makes you kind of in a weird way the boy who cried wolf. In in the sense of I might I know it's backwards from that, but it's just it's I have a hard time really explaining how that what I mean by that. But while you're sitting there saying, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. This is ridiculous that people are bringing it up only for that same thing to be what's actually happening in actuality right now. He's out there lobbying for an NFL job now. That's an issue. And if he doesn't get that NFL offer and he signs his contract extension, things are going to be real awkward. This is just unforced errors. That Michigan is not the only school that has unforced errors, but like I said coming out of the college football playoff, don't Michigan State this, right? Michigan State had the opposite problem, is that they stayed stagnant when they should have pushed forward. Michigan's in a situation where it needed to kind of keep the status quo from what it had in order to move forward. And it can't even do that. Not even from the head coaching position. It's a very talented team, but if if you don't have that continuity of what you just had, you're not going to be able to push forward with that recruiting momentum. Maybe a new head coach does that. I don't know, but it's got to be the right person. That right person might be an internal candidate. I'm not sold on either external or internal. To me, I like the idea of internal for the reasons of you're not going to have this mass exodus, which certainly can happen. I, you know, there are people out there that are saying like, nope, that needs to be a home run hire. Yes, it no, does need to be a home run hire, but it, the home run hire in the eyes of what the program actually needs versus what the what the fans want isn't exactly the same thing. Home run hire is something that someone that keeps the roster intact and can still elevate the program. Whether that's Mike Hart, Josh Gaddis, remains to be seen. Heck, I'll throw Sharon Moore's name out there. I know these are three people who have never been head coaches. You can sit there and say, well, at Michigan, you don't want that. Guess what? We, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, he wasn't a head coach. Ryan Day, Ohio State, he wasn't a head coach. So it, you got to become a head coach at some point. And I know it's not ideal to be, be at a place like Michigan and suddenly like, okay, now, now, now is your shot, you know? But the reason why I like an internal 
higher in a situation like this is because chances are you'll be able to keep the momentum somewhat going potentially outside hire. They might, they might broom a bunch of the coaches probably will. And you're starting from scratch again, which is an ideal. And considering that you're not coming off of a five and seven season, you're coming off of a college football playoff. Continuity is key in a situation like this. And I mean, that might be the move you have to make, but I agree now, like, cause I had said, like, maybe you make an interim, uh, just kind of reading some comments out there. Uh, I understand why you don't necessarily want that, you know, but why you want to, <laughs> you don't want someone to come in and be like, Hey, I'm here for now. But I say you give someone like a five-year contract, maybe a low buyout relatively early and make that increase a little bit going forward. Um, all right, let's continue on talking about this and all of that. Cause this is, I almost don't have words. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous that this is, we're talking about a coaching change on February one for the football program. Um, you just hope that they can do like basketball. I understand people are not going to feel as good about Juwan Howard as they did this time last year. Listen, you're going to have up years, down years. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm not as down on Jawan as random factions currently are. But uh, before we move on, Missouri has joined us suddenly. Uh, <laughs> Got to tell you a little something about Built Bar. Y'all know how much I love Built Bar. If you don't know what Built Bar is, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Uh, I have the eggnog ones, which were a special Christmas one. And uh, thanks to me being out of town constantly from December 26th until what the last week that I was still out of town. Um, no, the week before, I don't even know. It, it was really, really recently that I was still out of town. Um, I still have some of them left. I had two last night. Oh man. So good. Uh, like I said, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's high protein, low calorie, low carb. It's everything you want. I can have those two at a time and, uh, feel really good about it. Those they were 130 calories each. It means I'm 260 calories for two protein bars with 20 grams of protein each. I mean, we're talking less than a metrics big 100 as far as calories and higher protein. It's everything you want. So I'm telling you, I put my money where my mouth is. You should go out and do the same. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order of Built Bar. I put my money where my mouth is. Give it a shot if you haven't already. All right, continuing on here, I've got a very excited puppy down here for some reason. I don't know what she's so excited about, but she is. Um, So where does Michigan go from here? I know we just talked about uh, some of the candidates and what have you. Uh, listen, I think to me the, the most important thing is just finding a way to maintain as much of the staff that you have as possible. Uh, the problem is, is if, if you go out and get a Luke Fickle, for instance, which... I make him say no, by the way, because he could be your Bo Schembechler, in a sense, guy who went to Ohio State. Uh, I know he wasn't at Ohio with Bo being a grad assistant at Ohio State is a little different but uh, than somebody who actually like went and played, but Gary Moeller, obviously. I make Luke Fickle say no. It's just, it, he certainly gets the rivalry, you know? But uh, 
I think that uh, the issue with a guy like him, he's probably got his own guys, right? He doesn't want to come in and be like, all right, you, you, you. The only thing is defensive coordinator position being open. If uh, that's the, that's the, that kind of helps, but you got to feel for some of these guys that are already on staff, right? Certainly I'd imagine unless you've got an all-star guy already, deep clink scales probably staying. Hilo is an up and comer. Uh, uh, and then Elston's got obviously a great track record. Bellamy, great recruiter, but he's relatively new to it. Like, what do you do with some of those other guys? On the other side, I mean, Sharon just coached the Joe Moore <laughs> award-winning offensive line. Mike Hart's done quite well for himself. Uh, I would imagine Jay Harbaugh would go with Jim. I would imagine. And then you've got, uh, obviously, Gaddis, and I don't, I don't need to run through it all. Point being, there's a lot of really good coaches right now. Obviously, Matt Weiss would be the other one, but what happens to him as well? Does he go with Jim or go find another NFL job? I don't know. It just puts everyone, every, not just the program, but these coaches between a rock and a hard place. Same thing with others at whatever other school or whatever. If, in fact, you are going and getting another college coach, heck, they might go and get an NFL guy. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh leaves to begin with. But I, I don't like the fact that now the ball isn't in the NFL's court and that if the NFL comes a knocking for sure with an offer, he's gone. Michigan's now officially the second choice. None of this is good. None of it is good for Michigan. Might be great for Jim Harbaugh. But it feels it just it, it feels at the detriment of the program. The program very well could be fine. But then it it's really up to the people who are left behind Ward Manuel in particular to make an incredible hire and keep that continuity going. I don't think it's going to fall down a hole the way that it did going from Lloyd Carr to Rich Rod. Michigan was in shambles. Start Well, not really shambles. Michigan was starting to fall apart a little bit. You were seeing the cracks with Lloyd Carr. Had one really good year in 2006, 2007. Massively disappointing, obviously. And then you made a wholesale change to a completely different scheme. I don't anticipate that. Ward's going to make that same type of call and getting getting a, someone who's going to come in and be like, we're going to completely change everything, right? It's a recipe for disaster. But um, it's going to be up to them to make those make the good choices and put the pieces back together. I don't think that Michigan's going to fall off a cliff regardless. I think they've got such great personnel that as long as you can bring in someone that understands how to get something out of your players, you're going to be in good shape for at least the next three years. I don't think in three years, regardless of they could hire me as a coach. Don't do it, Michigan. I'm telling you, that'd be a horrible idea. But they could hire me as a coach, and I don't think in three years you're going to be sitting there talking about, well, I just really struggling to make a bowl game. I think that as long as you get someone that's somewhat coherent with this roster, with the coaches that are still around, 
you can get you can get nine and three, ten and two, eleven and one, twelve and zero out of the out of these uh, players. Just a matter of being smart about it. To me, it's almost incredible that Jim would make the decision this year, considering what the schedule is. Really good shot to go eleven and one, twelve and zero with the regular season, given the schedule. And then you can you can really cement Michigan into what it the trajectory it was starting to go. And then you have your pick where you want to go instead of this fighting to try to get a job thing. All right. This felt like it took forever. I don't feel like I have coherent thoughts because I'm just I, I, it's not that I'm frustrated. I just think this is weird. I didn't expect that this is where we would really be in talking about this Michigan team. I did not think that we would be very likely, and I do feel like, even though John U. Bacon says he 60% feels Jim will be back, 40% that he's gone, it depends obviously wholly on the Minnesota Vikings. I just did not think this is where we were going to be. I know others say that they did. You know? Throw enough stuff at the wall. Eventually something's going to stick. All right. Thanks for watching and or listening. We'll be back on Wednesday, presumably to continue talking about the situation. Uh, For those who are uh, going to be snowed in, like I will be, good luck. Good night and good luck.